Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Today on the show, we'll discuss the Orioles' latest roster, the opening day roster. We'll discuss Chance Cisco being sent down. Was it the right call? Was it the bad call? And, and we'll discuss the direction right now of Michael Elias. Uh, the direction he's taking these Baltimore Orioles. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Section 336. Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am the dearly stuttering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the Zany Burt Roadie. I am the Zany Burt Roadie. Welcome to Section 336. And the button lever, Josh Soroka. Hey, I've been uh, dealing with a whole bunch of stuff this week. Looks like we're working. <laughs> Josh, nobody wants to know. You know what? what? We just, I know. Just I've been dealing, There's I've a been dealing guys... with a lot of stuff, too, this week. Yeah, me we too. You know, stuff. Yeah. you know, you guys show up at like 720, 725 in Matt's case. Meanwhile, I get home from work and go straight in here to start putting this stuff together. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you guys were clocking me. Uh-huh. My favorite podcast to listen to are the ones where they, they complain about podcasting. No, I was. <laughs> the whole point is I wanted to tell you guys that we're focused. I got a big screen that you guys yeah. can't see that's right behind your heads mm. that shows the chat and conversation windows. Yeah, I love it. So we can try to be a little bit more interactive with the 336ers. We're now. always about interaction. Now, why is that picture, though, behind Matt frozen? I don't know. That's because things okay. don't work. All right. Okay. <laughs> if Stan, you're just making it worse. Oh, we're also joined by Stan Charles. Welcome back, Stan. It's great to be back, guys. Yeah. It really is. There's, he's, he's there's so, much more, so much more ego, though, in the room than, <laughs> than when I first met you. You know, you guys were like these guys that were like in the basement and all yeah. that. Yeah. Now there's nothing but ego and drama. Wow. We got that relationship and with technology. A press box, and now we're big dogs. Yeah, yeah. it's press yeah. boxes fought. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that's... I mean, we, we blew up from five to ten listeners, so when those hit those ten <laughs> listeners, my ego also exploded. Boom. Yeah, so, well, Stan, Stan, I'm excited to talk to you, man. We got a lot of... We got um, a lot to talk about. We really do. The direction of this team, I mean, this is, we are at the beginning here of, of something really kind of different and unique, um, and I think I think exciting maybe, or terrible, I don't even know yet. Well, I think it's going to be, and I know you haven't asked the question yet, but that yeah. never stops me from butting in. Don't I, know I think it's going to be a combination of awful and, and terrible and exciting at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Uh, I think we're seeing, frankly, the first ever full rebuild of the Baltimore Orioles. I think in their history, there has never been a time quite like this. I think at every other period where they weren't very good, there was this effort to kind of not admit we're no good yeah. and right. let's like quickly piece it together and move from here. Uh, you yeah. know, I remember Edward Bennett Williams in 1987 after the the collapse in 86. Uh, I remember 
Uh, he acquired Freddie Lynn, Don Ossie, and Lee Lacey, which was his way of throwing some money at a problem that was much larger uh, yeah. than than it appeared at the time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true, and so it's yeah. And when, when we'll get into all that. I know we have uh, what opening day is on on Thursday. Wow. Um, I I thought that they were able to talk the Yankees into foregoing opening day for another week. <laughs> I think they gave up. The Yankees gave up the home opener. And it's going to be in Baltimore. Yeah, I think that that'd would, be nice. That, you know, really wouldn't affect any of the records anyway. You know, it's all going to end up the same way anyway. Right. Even, they, even if they, they did that. Um, but we do have next week, we got Birdland Radio, Josh, right? Yeah, on Sunday. That's why I've been working in here a bunch. But right. uh, yeah, Sunday, we got a bunch of shows um, that I'm, I'm blanking on them now. But uh, <laughs> Birdland BS is going to be here. Baseball's uh, boring. Baseball's boring. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy on YouTube, SXG Sports, who does Ravens and Orioles talk weekly. He's going to be in here. Uh, Full Count Chaos, which is a guy who started a one-man show last year. He's going to be in here doing a show. Uh, Maryland Sports Blog is going to be here doing some stuff. We got Ryan and, and Kyle, Kyle. Yeah. coming together. Uh, Barstool RDT, he's going to be here mm. hanging out. And, now, uh, are these people coming into your home studio? So we do this. So, Stan, we do this thing on uh, the weekend before opening day. Okay. This is our third year doing it, where we take a Sunday, and we start broadcasting at 9 a.m., okay. and we stop like 10 p.m., and we do one straight show after show after show, run them all together as one big uh, radio show. All right. Well, one of you guys has got to come on the show this Saturday and talk about this for 10 minutes or so. All right. Promote yeah, we'll Birdland Radio. Yeah. 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 I did not know you did that. That's Josh great. Yeah, to. this is our third year doing it. Uh, real excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're combining it with a wiffle ball tournament as well. So we've got guys coming down to host a wiffle ball tournament that we're going to do in the field next door and okay. and have some fun with it. Yeah, uh, and uh, other news, Josh. We just got season tickets. I'm just looking over this. Oh yeah, I'm seeing it. So I brought we out the season, season tickets. tickets. Yeah, yeah. Because we got the tickets and we yeah. got our our. I've little seen tickets before. Lanyard. The lanyard is new. So the lanyard, we're supposed to wear this to get 15 percent off food and the store and any of that stuff and get in like the members, uh, gate door or something. Okay, nice. And I don't know what else, but yeah. So I've got lanyards for all you guys. Nice. Yay! And then our our beautiful tickets, which you'll notice. Notice anything this year? I, I don't. See the nice picture of Camden Yards? Oh, no, that, players. no players. That's the theme. There's no players. No players. And I don't know if you guys have been downtown anytime recently. You know where they put up the big banners of, of players? Right now, it's just the number 20. Oh, no, really? no players on the no warehouse player. either. And I don't know if you guys looked at the latest rosters. No players. No players on the <laughs> roster either. <laughs> it looks like the picture on those tickets is taken from Section 336, too. Uh, Maybe just a higher up row. Yeah. Is that? I think we copyrighted that picture. I have for I have to tell you something. Yesterday was my fantasy baseball auction. Okay, you so know, Stan, I love fantasy. A, everything. Everybody Let's calls go. it a draft, but yes. it's really an auction. Yes. After league. this, we can do tournament. Uh, and so. the most amazing thing happened, and I and and I won't even include my two biggest screw ups, which both involved I, Orioles. Okay. Okay. But the most amazing thing in that whole draft is this is a draft in Baltimore. What do you think? Do you, do you know how auctions work in fantasy baseball? Yeah, I got a general idea. Is there, you, you know, you like have a certain number of money as a team. $260 okay. that you have to budget for your 23 okay. players. Yeah. To give you an idea, Mike Trout goes for $50. Okay. And I got Luis Sessa for a dollar. Okay. okay. <laughs> what do you think? Right. What do you think Chris Davis went for in Baltimore? Well, they got to pay you, right? 
No, this is, is going to be a shocker to Chris you. Chris Davis with a C, not Chris the Davis, C. Oakland. The, the Chris Davis from Oakland went for about $32, oh, no, I would wow. imagine you can get him for a penny. You would think that he would have gone for a dollar. He, yeah, he would dollar be the guy here. that you would somebody would throw out uh, Chris Davis for a dollar, and everybody would go, "Okay, you got yeah, him." Yeah, yeah. Have What's him. Wrong with he guy? went for eighteen dollars. Interesting in this draft in Baltimore, eighteen dollars, and it was do, like, do they know was, something we don't know? There was four, and all of a sudden he hits a home run yesterday or Saturday. Oh. Hits a home run today. Oh, so he's lighting up. Maybe he's uh, back. Maybe, maybe, he's, maybe, maybe he's, he's back. He was playing the long game just to get it, win this fantasy That's league. What, right. Maybe he was like involved with this guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Involved with this guy is a different issue. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, Matt, did you even introduce Stan? Yeah, I said, said Stan. Stan. Okay, I'm just looking on. I'm looking, and, and we, Kate's up there we, saying, "Who's the Stan guy?" A returning <laughs> guest. No, Stan. Um, so, so you are the former player. You are the <laughs> the, uh, the the founder, right, of Pressbox. Founder uh, and publisher of Pressbox. Yes, yeah, yeah, we've got the new issue right here. Which your boys, is, uh, your boys, right on the cover, Matt. Yeah, uh, Mike Elias, yeah, an interview with Mike Elias. Like, I'm gonna when I talk about Mike Elias nice on the show, sweater. I'm gonna talk to his face. Okay, I'm gonna All say right. to his face. All right. Um, also, you, you might see Stan on on Masson, right? You've been doing some Masson work. I've been doing some Masson work since uh, September. I've been on about once a week, a couple weeks, twice. Last week, Dave Johnson was called down to do some broadcasting in Florida. I got four nights of work. It was. Nice. Great. I hope he gets a whole 160-game schedule in the broadcast booth. Who's the host people. of that Masson show? It revolves, it, it revolves between three people. Rob Long from yeah. 105.7 The Fan, Alex Parker, whose day job is a real estate salesman and uh, mostly in Howard County, and Tom Davis still does okay. some stuff. Okay, yeah. good. So the three of them, Dave Johnson is normally on there. Mel Antonin is on there. Phil Wood is on there. Uh, Craig right. Heist is on now, there. Now, all those guys make sense, but why is there a real estate agent on there? Uh, because Does that's he have right. a background? Uh, he must have had a broad. Okay. No, he just walked in off the I street. Mean, <laughs> it was like, did this guy sell Rob Long a Josh, house? you should walk in there, yeah. Um, yeah, which one of those guys, Stan, do you like the least? Which one do you sit next to? You're like, oh man! All three How of them. Did I get next to this guy? All three of them are surprisingly good, really good guys. You know, That's I've known Rob. I've known Tom a long time. I've known Tom probably twenty five, thirty years. Rob, I've known six or seven years, eight years, something like that. Alex, I just met uh, about three months ago. He's yeah. uh, he does an energetic job on that show. You keep trying with these. Whenever we have a guest trying to ask a negative word, yeah, yeah. I try to, I just negative. Wanna, you, yeah. you haven't gotten an answer. I just want something to go viral yet. here. Um, Some dirt. Who is it? Like, which of the three of you? Which? Well, obviously, you get along well with yourself. But of the other <laughs> two do. guys, uh, the other I two guys, well. which do you like least of all? Oh wow! Flip no <laughs> the script. Yeah, man. Yeah, we used to have an intern here. That would have been right. He always took all the blame. Yeah, he was definitely Josh's least least favorite. No, well, it depends, Bert. When you head to Florida. Uh, uh, end of June, early July. There we go. What, for spring training? <laughs> yeah, a little late. <laughs> that was a joke. For, for was Mickey a joke. Mouse. For Mickey that Mouse. A, Mickey Mouse training. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. No, I, I like myself the best out of us three. Yeah. I think that's obvious. That's quite clear. I like yeah. you the best, too. Yeah. And is that a Thanks. Liberty <laughs> College t-shirt? Yes. Oh, now he's Congratulations. Up Liberty gear. Thank Congratulations. You. Right. Thank you. Our first, as Almost. a school, our first uh, tournament win, which is a big deal. Yeah, um, it was a big deal. Uh, who did was, you beat? Who who did you beat? Mississippi State. That's true. 
Yeah. Stan, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a you Belmont guy. I went to Belmont, and I was hoping they'd upset the Terps. We were, I was hoping Almost for, did. for an Elite Eight matchup. It would have been the dream, and, uh, man. That would have been the dream. I won $10 in the Woford game. Woford, oh, Kentucky yeah, yeah. game. I won $10 on the final score. I matched the numbers. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. By the way, you, you got to be out of first place now with that Woford pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. not looking we'll good right now. That later. Um the the uh we can go over my brackets but, if you want to <laughs> But Liberty played well yesterday, almost got I you was, a shot to see him in DC. I was I know and I, I that actually been I probably jinxed it because at halftime Did you start Googling for I tickets? I started looking at you guys know <laughs> tickets in DC, decent tickets. Do you know how much that they were running oh, for? Two hundred bucks. Two hundred fifty. Up nosebleeds were three fifty. A decent ticket. We're talking five thousand dollars. That's yeah. crazy. Yes, it was insane. But you get like what three games? Yeah, yeah. I think but you, but you only care but about. What one. do you pay sure. if you bring your orange lanyard? <laughs> I know fifteen percent discount. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, the second I shouldn't have never. I shouldn't have searched for it because then it all went yeah, down. You, you, you also, I don't it. understand. Let me ask a dumb question. Um, Liberty was in the East region. Yeah, they right. were playing their games in California. Why? Uh, Why are they playing California in the East that region? That was the East region in California? Yeah, yeah in San, San Jose. I didn't follow. I didn't, no, I didn't I know they were never out there. And then in the Sweet 16, they, they go to D.C. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know. I don't know either. But you no, know, no one really knows how any of the brackets come together or anything. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> it's, they just do a TV program and read 64 random things, and you just believe them. But we were at a very low seed. That's the lowest we've ever been in 12. We have. Um, that would be a high seed. Um. No, that's low. a low seed. Like we're usually low, low, low. You're right. high you're right. is. Right. Yeah. We're usually you're sixteen. Right. Yeah, fifteen. Right. Uh, we got all, everyone's coming back uh, next year except for one guard. So we're going to good. good year next. Now, year did you win maybe your conference? Can... Is that how you got in? Yeah, we won the conference. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now maybe they can shoot for two games in a row and be okay next year. Yeah, I'm good. We're shooting for sixteen it's, next year. It's funny with all the talk of the upsets. Uh, I'm seeing like a North Carolina. Virginia, yeah. Michigan, maybe Duke. Yeah. I don't know who exactly can make the final. Yeah, yeah I don't see. I don't see a lot of uh, excitement in this tournament in terms of some kind of fluke team really. Sure. Going yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was almost, with the same old names. There was almost the U, the the UCF Duke uh, upset uh, that almost happened. That was an incredible game. Yeah, it was an incredible uh, game. I still don't know how that ball did not go in the hole. But you know, it's, it's funny amazing. they showed. They showed the coach of UCF, and I go, God, he looks familiar. Who is Johnny Dawkins, who was Krzyzewski's um, assistant for about 15 years until he realized, you know, I better take a head coaching job. This guy's never going to retire. And, and Liberty's coach, Rich McKay, Richie McKay was a long time with Virginia. I recently Virginia came Tech, over from Liberty. Right? No, he was a Virginia. Okay. Yeah. I just, was he in Virginia under Tony Bennett? He or was a pred- Tony Bennett. Under yeah. Tony Bennett. Yeah. That's amazing what a career he's had from the song I Left My Heart in San Francisco <laughs> to coaching he the a lot Cavaliers. Of yeah. he That's the only Tony ground. Bennett I ever heard of. <laughs> How about right. Tony Bennett two years ago puts out that album with Lady Gaga? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was pretty wild. And, and, and that's Tony Bennett, yeah, the singer, no, I, I not the you, basketball I got you, coach. I got you. <laughs> yeah. But they didn't have a thing like the... Um, her like and Bradley, Bradley Gaga, Cooper. Let's just hope not. That was hot. Now, that would be hot. Tony Bennett. That was a great performance. So that was, forget all the, yes, you know, it was yes. really great. That really. was great. I could watch it over and over again. Yeah. It makes me a little jealous of what they have. Though mm. I'm happily married with a couple of kids. Now I just wish I had what they had. Now the the, <laughs> the insider 
So yesterday I have my auction yesterday. Yeah, I, yeah, the auction. So I'm the I'm the expert from Baltimore. You know, I cover the team. And that's why I, we brought you in here because you're the I expert. Dra- I drafted Chance Cisco. Okay. At like about one o'clock right. in the okay. afternoon. Is this a somebody keepers across? League? It's a yeah. keepers league, but okay. I I okay. bid on him. Yeah. And I got him for no, I got him for four dollars. I need him for this year. Oh, that's guy across the happen. room who's not a professional <laughs> says, uh, "Oh, he's going to the minors." Did you know that? Yeah. I go, what are you talking about? I was down in Florida. I was down in Sarasota for eight days. Never heard once and Cisco was anybody. It up. So he was lighting it up. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, in the ultra round, which is where you pick your extra players. And I told Bert and Josh this story already. That's why they're so bored. Um, <laughs> uh, I picked. I was my third pick. Yeah. I had a really good pick. I was in for third, seventh, and twentieth picks. I did very well in the first round. My nice. third pick, though, was important. And I'm between Bradley Zimmer of the Indians and Austin Hayes. And it was like a coin flip. I said, Zimmer's coming back from this injury. Hayes is going to be a great player. They're both going to be a good player. Yeah. I, I go, let me go with Austin Hayes. He's here in Baltimore. The guy next to me, who's, again, not a professional, goes, geez, I hope that injury isn't too bad. <laughs> and I go, what injury? So... And it turns out it wasn't too bad. What what have you heard? Because I haven't heard anything. I heard he could be out weeks, not months. Yeah, and then it was weird how they couched it because Michael Elias was like, good news, he's going to be out, I guess, sprain thumb. He's going to be out weeks, not months. And everyone was tweeting, good news, good news, good news. But it is weeks, though. Months could be eight weeks. Yeah. yeah, Eight weeks could be two months. And it's just weird how his couch is good yeah, news. Yeah, good I news. Know, All right. I don't know what's good about that. I guess, Sounds I like it'll be two to three weeks. That's yeah. what right. it sounds like. But yeah. but those injuries are always the ones 10 days later, it's not feeling any better. Sudden, they go in. And, yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Seen that before. Well, why don't, we're going to go through the roster. And why don't we go? Why don't we just start first with that injury injured list, which is uh, Austin Hayes. Austin wins, and then Trumbo. Now it's a sixty-day DL. Yeah, or IL. He's been, he's been on. He's been placed on the sixty-day IL. And then Cobb Great. is ten. I would say they were. IL. I would say they were a little off on the timing of Trumbo's coming back. You now know? they like waited until March twenty, uh, March fourteenth. Right. You know, he played like the day before I left. And then he uh, is this a, is this a thing where they can date it back or anything? No, or, he's are we, on the sixty, we're a 60 day, day IL. Yeah. Day number think, one is think, Thursday. Yep, I think so. Yeah, I think this whole thing is, and let me just share my thoughts on this roster in general. I think this roster is a joke of a roster. <laughs> it is though. This is the worst open day roster I literally have ever seen. It's a joke. Um, and Sergeant Charles is right. Like this is a full on re- rebuild. If Daniel Cat was still here, he would never feel feel this team. If Peter Angelo still ran things, he would never feel feel this team, right? This is a team that doesn't want to win, like no. Um, and don't tell me that, like for example, you mentioned Cisco. Don't tell me that Cisco is the third best catch on this team right now. All this development nonsense, and don't tell me that Hayes is not a better outfitter than Joey Rickard. He is development. Well, it's also, but but here's the, here's the issue on that. Yeah, and, and I hear you with the the tone of your voice and the way you said that development nonsense. <laughs> You know, uh, what I go back to, and and it clearly there's a whole different agenda today with Mike Elias than there was with Dan Duquette. Yes. And I want to throw in one thing that we didn't really talk about with Dan Duquette. It's nice to have a general manager come in and say, hey, we're going to win right now, 
But it's a very different thing when you realize that guy had been, whether it was an official black ball or not, he had been out outside looking in for 10 years. His larger agenda, in my opinion, was reestablishing his bona fides, you know, mm-hmm. as, a, as a guy that, you know, a genius, because he was the boy genius before Theo Epstein and Billy Bean. Right. Uh, and, and the reason I bring that up is because when you look at Kevin Gaussman, to me is exhibit A of non-development emphasis. Yeah. They drafted Kevin Gaussman, and at the time they drafted him, I'm not sure if Bundy had had the Tommy John surgery or not, but it was pretty close after yes. they drafted Gaussman. I think it was a little that, bit after. Okay. But, but the point is, they never said to Gaussman, Let's get you down at A ball and let's see you dominate at A ball and yes. then we'll take you up to double A. Then we'll bring you up to triple A. They like threw him in like immediately like at Frederick and he didn't really have great numbers in the minor leagues anywhere ever. I right. mean his his career minor league win loss record, and I know we can puncture how important wins and loss record are for a starting pitcher, but I think it was something like nine and thirty. In the minor leagues, yeah, and they never forced him to really get polished and be ready for the majors. And now this organization, we can say, well, they're doing it because of service time and all this. Right. I think they're trying to finish off Chance Cisco and really have him really be ready to stick at the major league level and be competent, if not better than competent, when he comes up. So when you say. The development nonsense. I think I sense that you're frustrated that they're fielding a very low-level major league baseball team, which I am. Yeah. But I think they're doing the right thing. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not frustrated. I understand that, and I like Michael Isaac's quotes about dominating every um, spot in the minors. I mm-hmm. like that. And, and, but my my point is, is I don't think it's for developmental reasons primarily. I think, and let me know what you guys think about this. I think it's simply a numbers game. Mike Elias, you know, his whole goal this year is to increase the talent in the organization. Right. So they get a guy like Jesus Sucre, the catcher. Right. They pick up Severino. Both these guys have to be on the major league team, or Severino gets optioned to be picked up by another team, and Sucre right. can go to another club. It's trying. And so all of a sudden, this is a way for you to keep all of the catchers there by just moving Cisco down. But what's yeah. the what's the end game to that? That's if not the, to if not to get Cisco better, they really think they're going to create value in Sucre. Sucre is horrible. Right. He's a good defensive catcher. He's horrible. Yeah. He hits every ball he hits is a ground ball to second base. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him hit three pitches while I was down there. Apparently, he's good defensively. Yeah. He is good defensively. And maybe that maybe you need that when you're trying to develop pitchers. Well, and and I think if you look at other moves too, like. I don't really think that Trumbo needs to be in the DL for 60 days or whatever. No, but uh, it's convenient it's when con- you're trying to fit an extra man on your roster. And then not the 25-man roster. No, the 40-man. I, I hate to disagree up. with you guys, but what what sense would it make to have him on the DL when you're trying to, when you're trying to uh, have him create value in himself to be able to get not get I, rid of the salary, yeah. but to get rid of him July 1st? Now you virtually have ruled that out. Yeah, That's $13 million flushed down the toilet, plus you can't get a prospect for him. I, I think, though, Stan, I, would, I, I think Mike Elias would argue 
that even if Mark Trumbo plays well, in this day and age, he's virtually of no value, right? A DH only who it de- can hit for some it depends. Power. It depends. Suppose the Milwaukee Brewers lose Jesus Aguilar or the Dodgers lose Clay Bellinger, uh, Cody Bellinger, and it's July 18th and they need a first baseman to get through the season, to me, Mark Trumbo, and if Mark Trumbo is playing and producing, look, he was not ever going to produce again at the 49 home runs. Right. Right. But he could have been a 25 and 80 guy that could have had some value for the last two months of the season. That is, to me, out the window now. But but, you think if Mark Trumbo, can I ask you this? If you think if Mark Trumbo was a free agent in this offseason, would Mark Trumbo have gotten a major league deal? No, he would have been a minor league. That was that contract was even worse and more stupid than the Chris Davis contract because the Chris Davis contract, I think we can all agree, is is a botch job. But it was more a botch job in that it was seven years long. Yeah, I don't think. And you tell me, maybe I'm wrong. I don't listen to you all the time. The three of you, were you in favor of us re-signing him? I was. Yeah, I was at the okay time, yeah, we I were was okay, okay with it. Yeah, with it. No, no he was one our guy. Could, right. No one could have predicted but the Tr- downfall. And I can guarantee you, and, and at the end of the day, I didn't end up being as big a Dan Duquette fan as I was for most of his time here. But I guarantee you, if he had truly been a general manager like Hank Peters was 25, 30 years ago, he would not have signed Chris Davis. He would not have signed um, Mark Trumbo to those contracts. Yeah. No question. And he wouldn't have signed Darren O'Day to that ridiculous contract either. Yeah. That was Buck Showalter pushing that. Peter was pushing the Chris Davis yep. deal. And I think they, Peter and Buck both wanted Trump. You know, Peter didn't want, with Trumbo, Peter didn't want to lose Trumbo the way they had lost Cruz. Right. So they right. Right. Cruz, Cruz has done extremely well. Yes. Right? Uh, since so with more. with Trumbo off the, we just make all the wrong decisions. With Trumbo off the forty man, yeah. Does that give a chance for Mancini to move to first and get another outfielder in here? Well, I think I mean, what it does. I think it. First of all, I think we're going to really get a look at Dwight Smith Jr. for for an extended period of time. He's a left handed hitter, and I think he'll platoon with Rickard in right field, and I think there will be days that Mancini will move to first, Chris Davis will DH, and uh, and Smith will move to left field, and Drew Jackson will play some left right. field, you know. Right. Yeah, I think the guy who was really saved by this roster spot was Alberto. I don't know anything about this kid. Did he? Is he making the roster now? Well, as the, the latest update. Oh, because of Trumbo going. Because yeah. of Trumbo is that Hansel is likely, uh, is likely to make it. He must have right? pictures. And, and, he must have pictures of, of several general managers. Yeah, I don't. Know. I just I look at him and I'm going. I don't see a there there. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah, if he could, he walked in this room right now. I wouldn't recognize him. Um, I think also Cobb go, going to the IL might also help some of these guys on a. But that's a short ten day. Yeah. I.L. Yeah, Until it re-injures. So, you know, in the old days, I don't know how this team's going to handle it, but that's where Buck would take advantage of bringing up a pitcher from a minor and we'll get a start. And Yeah, I feel like the analogy here, I went to the dentist about maybe two months ago for a cleaning, and it was a big accomplishment for me because they said, like, I had my cleaning and I was good. I had nothing else done. Because for a while, in all the way through, like, my 20s, I avoided the, the dentist. I went back in my 30s, you know, when I had insurance and stuff, and there was a lot of work to be done. 
Right. Right. And it was painful. Well, that's just the dentist in general. You go and they ask you to come back for something else. Yeah, but they don't want to let you go. It was painful until I until this last checkup where they said I'm good to go and I've come in in six months from my next cleaning. But the whole process is extremely painful, especially when you've been putting it off for a while. And I feel that so that's you're, kind you're, of situation the orders are in. We've been so you, you, you went to a World Series work. this week. Very good, very good analogy. Thank very you, good Stan. Analogy. You appreciate me, Stan. These people don't appreciate me at all. No. Yeah. I can see the, the comments are incredible about you. Yeah, I know. They, yeah. they should be even more incredible. <laughs> yeah. Half of those are actually um, Russian bots I pay to say good things about me. <laughs> uh-huh. Collusion, uh, collusion. But right, but but the, 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 part, the hard thing about this, though, and this is the part that gets me. Why? And I, I'm tuning in. I show up for my dentist appointment. Like, I understand it's my teeth. I got to go. Why should fans tune into this? Right? I, I Go to Norfolk. Go to Bowie. What's my incentive to see Andrew Kashner, to see Joey Rickard, to see Sucre? Like, what's well, my incentive? It's not like even if, these are the baby well, birds. They're, they're, sort, the baby they're birds. sort of they're sort of saying that with what's on the ticket. They aren't working on right. the tickets. And then yeah. you, you go for the stadium. You and, go for the and stadium. And the fifteen percent discount. And the fifteen percent <laughs> discount. Yeah. And notice going up to this when they were trying to sell the Birdland memberships, they were saying. It's a full open competition. There's a competition at every position. It was nonsense. To get you excited nonsense. for these young guys yeah. who are not the if guys. If it's an open competition, then Austin Hayes would be in the team. Then Chad um, Sisko would be in the right. team. Right. We can open competition. We can break down the lineup a little wins. later. But I think just looking at the 25-man roster, you can cross out more than half of these guys who are going to be on this team in three years. Maybe half? maybe all 26. I think a lot more than half. I mean, we might be down to about five guys who are, could still be here in three years. So it's not it's not go and watch the baby birds. It's uh, go and watch the baseball that happens to be in town while we wait for the baby birds. <laughs> go and watch us tank, right? Yeah. Go and watch us put a bad right. on the field. But but they're not allowed to say they're tanking or anything. Yeah. Well. But we all know they're, they're, they're tanking. Actions speak louder than words. Yeah. If Rod Manfred, you know, had any cojones, he would fine the Orioles for putting out this terrible product. Well, I mean, and that's <laughs> what they're—that's what, they're, when, that's when what the players' union wants. Goes about all the rule changes. They're going to put a picture of the Orioles and say, "Here's why we need to change rules." Tanking teams like the Orioles. Well, the the. But I'm on board with my that's players what I don't doing. Understand. Like, I get it. So the players' union came out like last week or the week Tony before. Tony Clark said he's keeping yeah. an eye on ball, which I don't get because <laughs> crappy teams like the Orioles give all these crappy players a place to go make money. Exactly. The players' union should be excited exactly. about this. Stephen A. Smith said he favors the Orioles to win the World Series. Oh, really? Because, you know, he's misspeaking all the time now. Yeah. Did you see the latest flub? No. Uh, Where he said Mike Sosha is a good friend of his and he's going to have a hard time managing the Angels this year and blah, blah, blah. Oh, he said he was a good friend of his and he doesn't know that he was fired? His guest had to correct him and be like, actually, he hasn't been the manager there for three years. (laughs) You know what, though? If he's not Barbara Streisand, he's doing okay with what he says. You guys, I'm out of the loop with all these references you guys are Yeah, that's right that's now. that's a uh, hot topic, too. Yeah. Right. yeah you guys got to film me later. later yeah. Yeah. A lot of hot so. topics. And did you guys know Bette Midler doesn't care for Donald Trump? Because that's all I see on my Twitter feed. I, I don't <laughs> what, know how what, I what ever live Twitter with... What Twitter feed do you have that, that it's Bette Pe- Midler hot people takes? People retweeting things YouTube like... Is a great film I don't now. know how I got through my life without knowing how Bette Midler felt about things until people put it in my Twitter feed. I'm like, what am I doing? She's still a good singer, though. I guess, but I don't care for her... I don't care what her political leanings are. <laughs> oh. Don't don't get me started with that. I had to stay off Twitter for the second game of Liberty because oh, yeah. the first game yeah. that Liberty won, I did not realize. I was surprised. 
a lot of hatred for liberty out there. Right, because right. you're because you're because Jerry Falwell Fall Jr. is Jerry supportive Fall of, Jr. of President right. Trump. And, yep. Yeah. And and I didn't realize that, and that, that took me a little bit off guard. What is? Yep. It? The president of a university has very little little interaction with the, uh, the oh, students. No, I read a whole team. article. It does. Because basketball is promoting the college and bringing money into the college, which promotes Falwell. That's why people which are upset. Which does promotes Trump. And, yes, yeah. exactly. I, and, and Liber- the fact that Liberty won that Jerry game Falwell, is why that there was Jerry no collusion. Jerry Falwell, the same one from 20 years ago? It's his son. son. that's what yeah. I thought. The other yeah. one. The old dead. one's dead, right? The old dead. one's dead. Yeah. Okay, guys. Did you get to Are shake the president's hand when you graduated? I, I never walked. Oh, you didn't. Um, he did. He did. You almost didn't run graduate. Over. You didn't graduate. I graduated. I just didn't go to the ceremony. Oh. Typical. I got a, to shake the president of Belmont's hand. He's okay. still the president now. And Rick Bird, head coach. And and you know who was giving the commencement speech when I graduated that I didn't go show up for? Donald Trump. No. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he's Ben Midler. Uh, Chuck <laughs> Michael Elias. Tony Bennett. Stop Michael. making guesses. I'll just tell you. <laughs> Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. All right. All right. Chuck Norris is a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good one. That yeah. sounds like the reverse of the deep state. <laughs> Jerry Falwell, <laughs> Chuck Norris, Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, so I stayed off Twitter for, for the next game because I, I can't handle the liberty hate. Understandably. The hatred of liberty. People yes. are talking it's like ugly liberty thing. Duke. They don't know who to root for. <laughs> what? It's an, an ugly thing. It's an, an ugly thing. thing. Hey, how concerned on a scale of 1 to 10, everyone tells me, I'm not concerned at all, actually, because Mike Elias says spring training stats don't matter. Mm-hmm. So I'm not at all concerned. That's his that, way of justifying this that roster. Dylan Bundy has given up a billion runs in spring training. I'm not concerned because spring training stats don't matter. He gave up a billion runs for half of last year. Yeah. So I, I'm not concerned because it's the Dylan Bundy we, we already know. Is, the question is, is there some? Is it that he's given up a billion runs because he's the old Dylan Bundy? Or is he given up a billion runs because they're working on him? Yeah. Well, will Dylan Bundy ever be good? Not in Baltimore. It doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> look like it. It yeah. really doesn't look like it's going to work out. I thought like two and a half years ago he was really on the precipice of being something special, and he's just you know. I, I mean, I have my theory about him. I think that when he was in high school, he was using roids. Oh, really? oh that explains yeah. the big legs. <laughs> it explains that that's why they talked about him. Joe Jordan talked about him when you saw him pitch. He was like a man versus boys. Yeah, I always called him horse legs because yeah, yeah, legs of a horse. He, remember though when they drafted him, the talk was what a workout fiend he was. Yeah, does he, he had look pre-workout? Does he, he look was... like he's worked out at all? He looks like you or me, yeah, not him, because he's a stick. Yeah. He looks like you or me. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I pretty sure really all, all he posts online. Bird is I'm, a, I'm a little like thick. I got yeah. the dad bod yeah. going yeah. on. Bert looks a little more like Luis Ortiz. <laughs> so I don't know. I kind of see Dylan Bundy as part of the old regime, and I'm more concerned about the young guys who haven't made their up to the majors yet, and how Mike Elias and crew handles the Hunter Harveys and the <clears> uh, well, Josh Rogers and these young guys. Well, I will tell you that I have a theory, and it revolves back to you got a lot fa- of theories, Stan. It, it <laughs> revolves about it revolves around fantasy value of players. Okay, I love it, and. I'm all uh, in. I, I, I wrote down, I went on a website the other day called BaseballHeadquarters.com. BaseballHQ.com. Okay. A friend of mine gave me his sign-on, and I used it. Oh, you got to have a sign-on. And, yeah, and I get because it's a subscription thing. You pay like 90 bucks or something. I can't right. afford that, you know. Right. So anyway, <laughs> you can find out each player what these this website and their analytics people value how much you're worth. 
in terms of fantasy dollars, okay? Yeah, right. Yeah, these so are human like, beings, Dan, but I'll let it go. But go like Chris Sales worth $41. Okay. Uh, Ed, Eduardo Rodriguez is worth like uh, $15. Rick sure. Porcello is worth 15 Yeah. David Price is worth 21 You're into the Red Sox. He, no, I'm just giving <laughs> you that. A rotation. Evaldi right. yeah. is $9. Right. So you add up their total, right. and they're like plus 80 Right. You get to the Orioles. Oh Bundy gosh. was worth eight dollars. Overpriced. Cobb was worth. Now again, this is based not on prediction what they'll be this year, but last year it was sort of last year. Right. I say sort of because I don't know how Bundy was worth eight dollars, but he had a good nonetheless, out. he was eight dollars. He was the only positive pitcher the Orioles had. Hess was minus three. Wright was minus nine. Uh, Rogers was minus seven. Cashner Cobb was, was Cobb was minus seven. Okay. Cashner was minus eleven or something like okay. that. Combined, he's, he's starter. Yeah. combined, the Orioles were minus twenty nine. Yeah, sounds about so right. So when you look at seventy five dollars or eighty for the Red Sox and the Indians were great, combined were higher than the Red Sox. They're five starters. They didn't have right. one lower than seventeen dollars. Bieber. So they're worth like $95. You wonder when the Orioles will be good again. It's when you see evaluation, valuations of pitchers that get us back into the pluses again. Yeah. You know. And that's kind of the scary thing too, though, right? Because none of these guys right has. Yeah. Though this guy's Josh Rogers is not that guy. No. So you got to hope that Grayson Rodriguez and DL Hall way back. And what's the other? Keegan Aiken. And Keegan Aiken, maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, So. And I'll tell you who I have one little bit of Ray Hope. If if I think the analytics can help one of these guys, it's Mike Wright. Yeah. You know, I if if you compare he flashes in spring yeah. training, right? And some flashes last year. He had that before. one He's time period flashes. from May, like May fifteenth, until exactly right. when they traded uh, Brock, O'Day, and Britton. He from that, those two and a half months. His earned run average was like about three, and then it reverted back after they got rid of Britain. It was about seven again the rest of the year. So yeah. and Wright has had weird things where he is his um, pitches have gone from like ninety seven miles per hour to drop down ninety three, yeah, two, and they've yeah. even asked him, but he's like, I'm yep. not sure what's happening there. Yeah. I right. think he'll Just be a weird. lot more sure what's happening. And he there. was, yeah, he was, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> right, he was one of the guys this spring talking about the analytics a little and right. how there was doing more. What is our rotation going into this season? I know it's Bundy, Kashner, Cobb when he comes back. And then I think Hessen Wright. Is it Hessen Wright? That's yep. what I would guess. Most right. likely. Yep. Hans or Alberto might get a shot there. Though. Yeah, you might as well move Chris Davis there. Yeah, that's that rotation. Like that, even if you had the best offense in baseball, that rotation is not going to win you any games. No, no, that's guys. It's no. it's ironic. The better that the three of the top starters pitch, and I say three of the top starters, Cobb. Bundy and Cashner, the better they pitch, the more likely each one is to be dealt. Yeah, and that's got to be the plan for any of the veterans on this team. Yeah, Yeah. Um, that was my plan for Mark Trumbo, but that's scratched. Right? Is that the plan? Do you think for like a guy like Mancini, or is he a guy that you think you can stick around to rebuild? I think he's part of the rebuild. If 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 these guys keep keep in mind, this is the first time they're going to really have his their eyeballs on him. Day in and day out. I don't think they know whether he's part of the problem or part of the solution. I tend to think he has a chance to be part of the solution. 
That's what I think, you know. Yeah, yep. I, I think that solution is at first base, though, right? I don't think that solution long-term is in left field. Right. It can't be. There's too many outfielders in this farm system yeah. that and, have and, prospects. And if, you wanna, so if you want to bring up – if you want to talk about Diaz and Hayes and uh, Stewart – but if somehow yes. Davis is here, it doesn't really make sense to play Mancini at first base above Davis. Right. Other than to give Davis two days a week off right. to, to just get off his feet a little bit. Because yeah. Davis is a good defensive first baseman. Yeah. You know. yeah. yeah. I don't understand. And by the way, just one other thing about the starting rotation. Is it telling at all that Kashner got the not opening day over Bundy? Does that mean anything? I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, what they think of Bundy, perhaps. I mean, sure, I guess. Because Kashner is not a good, but neither's Bundy. I don't understand it because you think you would do Bundy because at least the fans would be excited. But I think we learned that they do not care about the fans. Bundy was the starter last year, opening yeah. day, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Kashner's it's not in Baltimore. Who Kashner's cares? relationship with the pitching coach might have a little mm-hmm. bit to do with that. If you look at the best career year that uh, Kashner's had. It was two years ago in his one-year deal with Texas. He had a 340 earn run average. The peripheral numbers were still a little strange uh, when you strike out. I like he he pitched like 190 innings or something that year. Struck out like 82 batters. Yeah, and you're going like, yeah. what the hell? How did you have a 340 <laughs> ERA? Yeah. But Brocal was the pitching coach there in Texas. Yeah, it could be uh, Chris Davis. I, I here's what I I get all the discussion by Chris Davis. Here's the part I don't get. Let's say best case scenario, Chris Davis reverts to reverts to form, even yeah. like as good as he was in his prime, pie in the sky. Best case scenario. Okay. That to, to me, in my mind, when you look at his role in this team and and what you do with his contract, if he's as terrible as, as he was last year, or if he is as great as he's ever been, that changes. It doesn't change the directions of the Orioles. And doesn't change how I deal with Chris Davis' contract. That's why I don't understand all the discussion about Chris Davis. Well, what's Chris Davis have? It, Another three years left? He's got four, including four. this year. Wow. So then but I would say the, it does the, matter. Why? This, this is the next three years you're rebuilding. If he plays great, who cares? I guess maybe if you're hoping if he plays. He's not, so it's not as him, if he's blocking six guys from right, playing. Yeah, Ryan Matkowson, maybe. Yeah. And no, he's a couple years away. Right. And we've all learned right. that we have that we don't have Under Elias, much, much development in the, in the infield. So I'd say... If if you can get Davis back to form, that's great. Why, why not have? Why not? It doesn't hurt. Why? Because then you have you can check one position off. No, and, no, no. Because by the time they get good, he'll be he'll be what? Well, eight, it depends. In his late thirties at that point. By the time the Orioles get good, again? I don't know. I mean, I don't see. So I'm set, saying for the next two years, who cares if he's good or not? Right. We need I mean, something to cheer for. Nah, I think it, it would just be it would just be better. For the organization not have to make an embarrassing decision okay. and jettison him sure. and yeah. get get into that whole thing. I, I'll I'll predict this and and I'm I'm sort of a little buoyed. My hopes are buoyed a little bit. B u o y e d buoyed a little bit. Got it by his two home runs the last three days. <laughs> but I had been talking as recently as Saturday on the bat around the show I do over on uh, pressboxonline.com slash radio, uh, I'd been talking about the scenario that I saw was these first 17 days of the season where Arojo's going to be up here. Yeah, That was sort of like they were going to look at Chris Davis 
if he was absolutely embarrassingly bad after those 17 days, I think then you would see Arojo go down and maybe, and this is before Trumbo got hurt now, but maybe like a DJ Stewart or somebody else, an outfielder come up, Mancini would start to platoon with Davis at first base, you know, to get him uh, out from facing left-handers for about a month. Then if it's still as embarrassing at that point, I think there would be like a sit-down for three weeks or, you know, where he'd play very little, and then I think they would really be talking to him about a buyout of his contract, which to me would make him still a very rich person who would be, instead of worrying about getting $20 million this year, 20 next year, yeah. 20 the next year, he would just get 2 or $3 million for the next 30 years. Right, and we heard him talk this offseason about how hard it is emotionally and all too, too oh, soft. Sure, to get booed every so, time, yeah. I, the other, if he does turn around to a good Chris Davis, you've got that advantage of having a veteran leader leader in the clubhouse and a guy that when he sucks, he's not going to be that leader yeah. for these young yeah. guys. I'm, so he, you've got that and you've got the protection of a, of a good bat in the lineup when you've got young guys that are trying to see see pitches. Okay, I don't really think it matters. <laughs> fine, I'll find out can see the point. But I'm I'm a kind of a different view on this is with than, than Stan is. And when I was driving over here, I was listening to Ken Weinman talk about um, – how, you know, don't worry, Oriole fans. You know, this is not the roster for the whole season. You're going to see these young players, you know, come June, come July. You're going to see these young players. Might be. I, I, I strongly disagree. I think Mike Elias is kind of all in on on, on sucking. Um, I think you're not going to see any of the young players, maybe September. But I don't see any incentive on bringing them up in June. Like, why would you not start with them and bring them up in June unless they, like, are playing so, so well. So here's my my point that, that is is that the players that we're really talking about, Cisco and Hayes mm-hmm. and maybe Santander and Mountcastle, those guys, if they came up and all performed extremely well, this club would still not win yeah. with the pitching right. staff they have. So yeah. I, what I really need to hear from Brandon Hyde and Mike Elias and Sig Madoff is what does that word really mean? I've heard it thrown around, and I'm talking about the D word, development. Yeah. In other words, I'm looking at Chance Cisco's numbers. Chance Cisco batted in 2016, he batted 426 times in the minor leagues. I'm not sure of the exact breakdown, but I'm guessing 50-50 between the AA and AAA. Then in the next season, 17, he batted 388 times at AAA. Last year, he batted 128 more times at AAA. So what is the development exactly that's going to take place? Right. I mean, is there some kind of special workout that they're going to teach him? Right. Or or there's going to be classes where right. he comes in and answers questions? What does development mean? And if because Cisco, now, to me, it's just a but, word. Yeah, and if he, and Cisco bats two fifty in the minors, right this year. Yeah, and then what do you just keep him there next year, the year out? And does he right. live his entire life in AAA? And isn't that that's our whole question with with this organization right now? Is is they keep saying they're bringing in analytics on all levels and bringing in new things and to they the minors? Have, like, spring training. And we know they, they brought stuff in the spring yeah. training, but how does that does that mean? 
How do you teach that to minor league players? How do you change and shift an organization like that? Is it, is it different conversations with the guys? Is it that you're not bringing up these Austin Hayes and Santander and stuff because you want to get them used to your analytics and because you can think you can get even more out of them? Or is it just a time and long-term play? I've got to hear more, and I plan to ask Hyde that more as I get to know him a little bit better, uh, what development means at the minor league level. There's no question that the it was not an accident that Gary Kendall was moved from Bowie to AAA, that their best prospects or their closest to the major league prospects are now all at AAA. Oh, AAA, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the, the organization has a great appreciation for Kendall's ability to teach baseball and also to teach the right way of playing baseball. I heard an anecdote from somebody that knows the Oriole organization pretty well that last year Diaz had been there about two or three weeks at Bowie, and one game the Orioles, are, the Bay Sox, are all out in the field to start the game except for the right fielder. You know, and they're throwing the ball around. They're getting ready to play. And he's on the bench, like, chatting with somebody. And all of a sudden, they went over and said, what the hell are you doing? And he goes, oh, I'll get my glove. And he said, no, you sit down. And he put somebody else in the right field. Supposedly, from that point on, his attitude was changed a little bit. You know, that he's Hmm. got to take this more seriously as a professional. So uh, that was interesting to hear that Kendall does stand up to some of those young players, doesn't let them get away with stuff. Yeah, right. I have heard that about Kendall, and we've had Adam Pohl in here a couple of times. Mm-hmm. That Kendall is kind of that no-nonsense type type manager. And he, it's right, he's one of the only people who stayed. He's one of yeah. the only with, carryover with the people, that, yeah. Know. yeah. So he, he was at Bowie, and I, wasn't that partially because that's where the Orioles sent all their good guys? So they were 40, part of it, 40 yeah. minutes from Camden Yards? Yeah. And now I guess it's like, well, I think we base, don't need you. I think baseball is changing a little there. I think for the last 10 years or so, a lot of teams put their better prospects at double A yeah. as opposed to triple A. Sure, and right. I think the Orioles are now wanting to round out and polish these prospects at triple A. But I still have to hear what that D word, or as I'm using tonight, the word polish you know, like right. Austin Hayes. Yeah, let's be honest. The D word and the P word. Yeah, <laughs> the D word and the P word. Um, let, let's be honest. Austin Hayes has never had an at bat at double at triple A. Right. And again, I equate that to the the Kevin Gosman um, comparison I made before. If if Austin Hayes had had a good spring and hadn't been hurt last year, we don't know whether he would have come up. And struggled, but I can guarantee you, if he had had the spring last year that he had this year, yeah, he would have been on the he roster. He would have been on the opening day roster, yes. and they would have they would have yo-yoed him back and forth between the majors and the minors. What's yep. wrong with letting him hit three eighty or three sixty for two two and a half months and at Triple A and have that confidence that hey. The level just below the major leagues, I hit 360 or 350. Right. You, you mentioned wanting to talk to Brandon Hyde and ask him what this development means. How much is Brandon Hyde in in charge of this organization? Is is he a guy who they see as being here long term? Is he a stopgap to take care of things while Michael Elias deals with the, the minors? I don't, I don't think they honestly are thinking right now that he's the – seven to ten year answer here in Baltimore 
but nor do I think they, they've made up their mind that, well, we'll have him here for two years. Look, the Cubs, remember the Cubs hired, when Theo Epstein went there, yeah. they hired Dale Swaim to be the manager, and he was going to be the manager right. of the future. He lasted one season. Then they brought in Rich Renteria, who was really the guy we needed to get there. And as soon okay. as Joe Madden got available. Right, as soon as you got someone right. with experience. We don't know one. yet whether Brandon Hyde will be the next Buck Showalter when Buck Showalter was 36 and got the job with the Yankees mm-hmm. in the big right. leagues, or whether he's going to be Dave Trembley, you know, the yeah. guy that was kind of the caretaker for two years, and now we're getting a little better. We better get a good manager. I like what I see so far from Hyde. I think he's a very straight shooter, but I don't know yet whether I say he can manage a game or not. Well, well, it seems like Hyde's the right guy for a couple of reasons. One, he's a good yes man for Elias. He'll do all the sabermetric stuff that Elias wants. I think that's important because when you look at Duquette and and Showalter – some good stuff can happen from friction, yes. Mm-hmm. But some bad stuff happened, and I think we saw that Buck and Showalter were never on the same page. Yeah, you know. Um, but but the other reason is because when you have a team that's going to lose a lot of games, I don't think having kind of a martinet there to yell at players is probably the best way going in. So okay. so here's here's Hyde, a very everyone says players coach, right? Yeah. Right? So here's a guy who can connect with players, um, and I think that's really important to create an environment where you want to go to work knowing you were set up to lose, um, what, 115 right. games or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Um, I'm being optimistic with the 115 number, by the yeah, way. By the way. So, so I think it's good to have a, a coach like Hyde at this point or a manager like Hyde at this point. By the way, you know who's going to make the New York Yankees roster, it looks like? He pitched today in Washington. Uh Zach Britton? No, th- no <laughs> think, think left-hander, former Oriole left-hander. Um, Nestor, Nestor Cortez, or oh, yeah. Yeah. okay, he's, right. he looks Throwing like he's going to make the... up there. Wow, that's surprising. Was he, he was I a, love that was one he a week. Five guy when we I, had I, I, I liked when Buck got stuck with him last year, <laughs> giving up those two Grand Slam home yeah. runs in a week <laughs> in like two or three back to back performances. The other thing that happened, and just going back to discussion about um, Cisco and how we're running this development, the the, the D word and the P word. Something that drove me crazy is you bring up a guy like Cisco and then you have him back up or split time as catcher, right? When you go into rebuild mode, I would rather chance Cisco being everyday catcher at AAA than yeah, have him that just might be, That might be what they're, they're thinking was too is let's have him instead of – we don't think he can handle the everyday rigors right now of being the major league catcher every day. So why don't we just – Try and develop him more. Yeah, I also I also wonder. I saw the Marlins. Hmm, not the Marlins. Some team put a pitch on waivers today. Is it daily or something? Um, do you guys see this? Anyway, there has to be because this is the the waiver time, right? Yeah. Right. Teams are solidifying their twenty five man roster, and you're telling me that there's not other players, other starting pitchers, on that teams are putting on waivers, and we got first dibs at waivers, being you know who we are. Um, that you're telling me there's not pitchers that that, that are better than well let's Hess see and, let's see who the waivers right? let's see um, Orioles select contract I mean Sucre. that's got to be part of what they're doing even when I look I looked at the Orioles like 40 man today there's at least half a dozen guys on there who I've never heard of 
<laughs> where I'm like, is this even? It likes it looks like it's a made up name. Yeah. So they're definitely gonna grab whoever they want to go back to where we started this whole conversation with. It's a numbers game to get as many bodies in to see who could be potentially part of this future. Oh yeah, I was talking about the Marlins and Dan Straley Stra- Stra- was released. Was put on waivers. Waivers. He was put on waivers. Yeah. So well, he will be traded within the next 48 no, hours. So that's a guy that, it, like, if he's not traded, he, if he goes to – certainly Orioles would want to put a – and I wonder how Well, the, the problem with him is if you look up baseball reference real yeah. quick is what his contract is. The Orioles probably aren't in the mood to pick up an, an right. eight, seven to $9 million sure. uh, contract. Right. They're definitely – But he's a guy that could help a team like the uh, – Tampa, not so much. Uh, Minnesota might pick him up. The Angels, the Angels could certainly use him. Yeah, he's he's set to make five million dollars this year. Yeah. Um, earliest free agency twenty twenty one. So you have him for a couple years. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. If we're not winning the next couple years, maybe it doesn't make sense. Now, Stan, you sat down. Oakland A's could use him. Yeah, Oakland A's sure. could yes. use him. You yes. sat down with Michael Elias recently. Yes. Um, oh, one, of, one of the few conversations. Yeah, that's the cover if, story of press box. If not the, uh, <laughs> if not the only conversation that he's had long form with someone who's not working for the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your impression of him? Do Do you buy in on this trust the process that what he did in Houston he can redo here in Baltimore? Well, let's not forget he didn't do it single handedly. He was an assistant to John Jeff Lunau. Yes, and All right, with, so this... along with the help of there's two things at play here. We don't know whether Mike was just a really good assistant general manager and Jeff Lunau was a total genius, which I sure. think we we have an idea that Jeff Lunau was pretty damn good. We don't know yet whether Mike Mike Elias is really good. Now, if you read the book Astro Ball, he's mentioned fairly prominently yeah, meant, in there. Well, and so is Sig. Sig, Sig is Sig basically is the, the the title of the book is Sig's, is Sig's right, life. Sig's world. I mean, um, but, Sig, Sig gets praised a whole but, lot more than Mike. But, but the but. other thing is, when the Astros brought Lunau in and Lunau brought over Elias and Sig Madoff from the Cardinals, where all three had worked, when they went all in on the analytics in Houston, number one, they didn't have anything to lose by doing it because they had lost 100 games for two years when he got there. Uh, but number two, they were way out in front of the curve of analytics then. Right. You know, in other words, they, were, they had an advantage because yeah. if it was truly worked, there was very few other teams that were really deeply embedded in analytics. Right, everyone's doing now, it now. everybody's doing yeah. it. So. That doesn't mean that Sig might not still be the best, but there are probably some other people that are equally as good. The data is probably the data. It's probably well, similar. I think know. that, but then the key is they found something new then. Can they find something new now? Yeah. Or, or you can, yeah. I'll tell you what I think that I see that they found that I haven't heard other teams do is when they got Justin Verlander, Justin Verlander was looking like an aging kind of 34-year-old pitcher who had once been great. Yep, he yep. was capable of giving you a good game here or there. They immediately said, we want to show you something. And all of a sudden, he was absolutely unbelievable yep. those last yeah. six, seven weeks of the season. Now, some of that may have been just being rejuvenated sure. with the team. Change some of, of it might have been the, the floods in Houston. He got psyched to help. the, But some of it was the analytics. Garrett Cole 
was a guy we all knew was a pretty darn good prospect. He struck out eight batters every nine innings with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He goes to Houston. He strikes out 12 batters every nine innings. Ryan Presley was a guy that was a middling guy you would use in the fourth inning in a blowout or the fifth inning in a blowout. Occasionally you get in the seventh inning. He's now their number two bullpen guy. They brought him in the last two months of the year last year. They extended him for three years at a right. useful, at a very friendly deal for both sides. Um, they make players better. Now, I don't know that they can make Mike Wright better or Dylan Bundy better. But they're going to try. Or Chris Davis better. But they, they have something to teach these guys. Right. Uh, and that's... I'm hoping what the development really means. Right? Did you get into what Mike thinks of this farm system coming in? There's yeah, a lot says, of talk of he people said, trashing he, he, Honestly, system. first of all, i got to tell you something. I found him to be, this is not me just blowing smoke up his you-know-what. No, I want I, the truth. Uh, I found yeah, him, yeah. I found <laughs> him to be very straightforward, not a lot. Like you'd ask Dan Duquette, Roland Heeman, I've interviewed all these guys over the years. Roland Heeman had a way... You'd ask him a question about that orange towel there on the wall, and he'd start talking, and he'd spin something, and the next thing you couldn't even remember three minutes later what you had asked him, and the answer was over. Dan Duquette had a way with a quip here and there and a glibness here and there, or, hey, he's a, he's a qualified major leaguer, you know. The way he'd say things, he's dismissive of you right, and yeah. saying he's a qualified major leaguer. I found him to be, and I, and this is what I like about him so far and what I like about Hyde, uh, both of them are straight shooters. What you see is what you get. I like the fact that if you read this interview, it, it's not a lot of fluff. Mm. It's just straight, solid answers, mm-hmm. not a lot of bluster or puffery or any just he answered the questions not a yes or no he'd give you some stuff but okay i'm ready for your next question you yeah know. and that was one of my biggest issues with dan duquette uh not buck showwater but dan duquette his communication skills i felt like he could not articulate yep. a vision for the team he could not articulate even players that he acquired well he couldn't really talk about them in a way that that could make fans kind of believe dan is Dan is he's a he's a very complex guy. He's got some he's got some some he's got some antisocial behavioral issues. He's not a people person. Right. And that's what did him in in Boston when he really was considered the boy genius of right. development and everything. He tried a lot harder here. I think his 10 years away from baseball, he knew what he had to work on. And it was to get along with people. And yeah. I think he did an admirable job of that. I think, again, I, I I would wonder if he was 36 years old and had come in and worked for John Angelos, not Peter Angelos at 55, what it would have been like, you know? Yeah. And this is the issue of press box that's available now. It's you can available pick up. now. It's uh, available at over 500 right. locations. 60 Royal Farms that's, stores. That's where I see it all the time is Royal Farms. <laughs> and um, and it's also available at pressboxonline.com. Uh, you know, my, my, our digital person 
is a graduate of Yale. She came up with the headline. Oh, well, I like which the I title. The headline I do. I do have. Started. Well, if you want to talk about the cover, I do have one issue with the cover. What's that? When you first brought it in, I thought it was John Harbaugh holding a baseball. <laughs> and I said, "What's John Harbaugh doing on the cover?" And then they, I realized, they wait, a bit of the same smile. They yeah. got a very similar face. Um, I also have an issue with Royal Farms. Is in my wife's credit card was stolen this weekend, and someone went and charged six hundred dollars at Royal Farms on Sunday. Oh man, someone had a lot of candy. So, what are so you buying someone, it for six hundred dollars at Royal Farms? Well, that's what I asked. A lot of chicken. Didn't, no, they the didn't bank think said, to call anybody. Or? The, well, it was six transactions, a hundred dollars a piece. Lotto tickets. No, the bank told me gift cards. Royal Farms uh. tells gift cards, so people would steal it, go there and buy like the Visa gift cards. Oh, that's true. Yeah, well, they should be able, shouldn't they the be able card. to trace the numbers of the gift cards they, they sold so. them? I don't know. It's not that's that's their problem. They <laughs> gave me my money back. I told them which Royal Farms on my uh, mm-hmm. transaction, and it's their issue now. Okay. I, I would be you like, got your six hundred. Let the me the know how that works out with those gift cards, though. I'm I'm curious. Right. Uh, if it's right. If <laughs> keep, me in the loop, your, <laughs> keep me in the loop. Can I borrow your wife's? Uh, it got, got all canceled just yesterday. Take down my number. Right. If it maybe it is lottery tickets and. Maybe I should have waited and found out if I get part of the winnings and then report it. Uh, by the way, Stan mentioned uh, the press box. Also, I, I want to mention I'm a I'm a listener of the bat around. Thank you. You already you always I know have there's one good guess. I know there's one. <laughs> Sometimes you get into a little bit Nats talk and I have to fast forward real yeah, quick. I don't yeah, want to hear yeah. the Nationals. Um, but no, you are. I'm always impressed with the guests you're able to get on that show every week. So I'm a- got an interesting guest this week. We got Jared Diamond, who has written writes for the Wall Street Journal. And he wrote a piece about the Orioles. It's available online. It's about the, you know, the worst team in baseball is starting yeah. over and that kind of thing. Sure. And then he wrote another piece. It's funny. In two days, I got somebody sent me the piece he did on the Orioles and said, "I think this he'd be an interesting guy for you to have on." And I call. I emailed him because his email is there at the end of the right. article at Wall Street Journal. Jared Diamond at WSJ. Dot com. All right. Now everyone emailed got... him, invited him on the show, said tomorrow or next Saturday. Yeah. By Saturday morning, he apologized that he didn't get back to me sooner. He's dealing with strep throat. He's going to be on this Saturday, this coming Saturday. But somebody else sent me another article that he did for Wall Street Journal, which was sort of uh, called, called like uh, the end of free agency in baseball. So I haven't right. read either one of them yet. But I'm going to prep for the well because uh, that goes to that seems to fit right in line with the Wall Street Journal. The finances of baseball are definitely shifting, and uh, player union is trying to figure it out. And owners are definitely figuring it out. Well, I think There's the gr- I think on. the ground has shifted under the players union with all these extensions right now. They were trying to to build a case yeah. that, hey, there's collusion going on right. and nobody's willing to pay these great athletes and all and all of a sudden they're giving a guy who's never played an inning in Major League Baseball $70 million, guaranteed. Yeah. Well, what happened, outside of that, what happened in the last two weeks that suddenly after Bryce Harper signs, it's like, let's extend everyone. We're giving everyone extensions and every team seems to be taking their star player and giving him a long-term well, extension one of them happened in either in between the machado and harper was arenado signed that uh, extension. right yeah that was earlier uh and then who was the next player there was one other big extension was it bregman or that was a little bit later it was bregman okay. it was bregman uh, and that one 
that one took him through a couple of years of arbitration right. yeah, and all that. And I think that's the big story. Like Blake Snell, we talked about maybe three weeks ago how he was getting like a fifteen thousand dollar raise. They, they really dicked him around. There's no question about <laughs> well, it. And why? Because then they can and I say, say that that's the D word. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's the real D word, right? But they, but part of the reason they did that is to say, oh, here's this big long term contract, right? So we can buy out sure. this, you know, five hundred thousand dollar year, whatever, yeah. or replace it with a ten million. So we get but that but that's again a shift that we're seeing in baseball and I'm wondering well it's still how, dominated by the owners well I wonder how much right? of this is owners saying hey let's lock up some people now before the I think before they've the got, I think they've got the players softened up a little bit that some of these players are saying you know what this this type of free agency isn't such a bad thing or not not getting to free agency is not such a bad right. thing let me try and maximize what I can make from my young, my youthful yeah. years of 24 to 30, because they're sure as hell not going to want to pay me once I'm over 30. Right. And I'm hoping Unless that you're means, Justin Verlander. And I'm hoping that means we get to see a year. homegrown yeah, to stars staying in town. I hope that means, you know, guys that we see come up as kids actually stay in, in their hometown. I'd say there's a, a chance that that could happen now more. Well, but. It's a little sad looking to Orioles, though. There's, there's literally no one. No, there's no one <laughs> who to extend. Do you want to offer an extension to at this point? <laughs> no, no, no one. No. Uh, Maybe. Can, 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 we, uh, uh, can we extend Adley Rushman? Is that the kid's name? The, the catcher from Oregon State? <laughs> uh, can we extend that? Now, I got somebody that I know pretty well who, uh, in this neck of the woods, is pretty well known. Bernie Walter, baseball coach at Arundel High. Right. And then he was Eric Backage's director of baseball ops at Maryland. He loves Bobby Witt Jr. and tells me he thinks the Orioles are going to take Bobby really? Witt Jr. Yeah, hmm. yeah it's going to. Now he doesn't have an ins- right. He just thinks he's really a special player. Yeah, it's interesting how the conversation has shifted yeah, from shifted Bobby Witt away. Jr. To Rushman. to Rushman. I think part of the reason, though, is because Oregon State games. I guess they're televised, or I mean, somehow all these videos of him and home runs is being released, and you hear and you don't really see sure. Witt Jr.'s high school games. Yes, that's true. That's uh, true. They but, they don't televise a lot of high school baseball. I guess not. I mean, I don't yeah, but so. you know it's coming. I mean, now in Texas they do high school football, so sure, right, but right. they don't do a lot of high school varsity baseball. blues. Baby. Now we all one uh, when we look ahead at this year, we all had to this week send to press box our uh, not predictions, but kind of what we what yeah, we what, expected. What, what would make what would def, what would this season be? If right. you were asking for what is success defined as for this year, right? So that. That's got to at least be like, all right, well, give me something to be excited about this season. And I, I put in there, and you guys are now getting me depressed that I well, need to wait rewrite a minute. We should have asked thing. you after you got your orange lanyard. Well, yeah. The orange that is something. Orange you know what? This lanyard came. That's success right there, isn't this, it for you? This lanyard that's came a win. after I submitted my thing. You're right. I should rewrite it. But I, you know what would be a good look for you, seriously? Because I know you're a baseball okay, hat Josh, guy. Okay, Josh, listen to this. All right. yeah, I'll, I'll like take this, notes. I, like I think you got to right. get, you know, like the, the plastic visor. that you put things in, that you have a lanyard with a plastic thing. Yes. Right. Yeah. You put right. Like you put your, you put, like you your put Super Bowl ticket on it. You put a thing on top of your hat, and you walk around with it. <laughs> <laughs> on the hat? On the hat. In the hat right there. Yeah, I think that's actually a good look, Josh. Yeah. Just want, do you just want it stuck up here? It's no, like more press like, pass. like more like yeah. right in front there. In yeah. a in a thing though. Well, so that's kind of like out. I'm embarrassed by the Orioles, so I'll just <laughs> no, because you've got an Oriole. Yeah, you got, got an Oriole right there. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that way you don't have there. to. 
That way you don't have to have I the thing say, around your I, neck. I'm not, you could check your That's exactly what I was thinking. If you get this in a guy, fight at the ballpark, this guy's the smartest guy head. in the room. There's been, no question. He thinks I've been he is. That See, for four years, Dan, no one ever listens to I was to me. saying, give me another Calrican statue game so we can all swing these things around and hit each other. Can I have another water? Yeah. Can I have Am a I water allowed water? for a... Don't give him another water. Come on. We'll be here for another yeah. hour. we got to wrap the show up. But, uh... <laughs> so what I wrote down, what I submitted. Okay, Judge, what did you submit? Let's get to it. Well, you I want to hear. Great, though, I seriously, you, you get a, a refrigerator full of water, I tell and you the what. water's not cold. Uh, the water's not cold. He just put it in here before you. Look got at it. I don't it's know. Madonna wants cold water right here. <laughs> right. Who, who's this diva we just brought in? And why do you think that's I'm a refrigerator? It's just a closet. <laughs> Jeez, what in in, uh, no, I, in your studio in uh, in live stu- 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 studio studio stand? Have, we don't do you no. have refrigerators? Do no, you have, no, uh, no. Their studio is two hundred degrees and no water. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I, I, my thought was kind of like with that more of what do we have to look forward yeah, to Josh, this season? What did you put? I put that I hope that Jeez. by the end of the season there's one or two guys on this team that we can say those guys are going to be around in the future. But according that's to today's exactly last what... hour conversation, that's crap. <laughs> that's exactly what I wrote down. Yeah. Was that I was hoping that this year we would find three to five guys that we say, you know what, this Mike Wright might be around. This yeah. Austin Hayes is really part. Trey Mancini has proven, you know, because to me Trey Mancini is – Teetering, he's not certainly not Chris Davis bad, but I I really want to see. I want to see what he what he looked like in in seventeen. That's what I want to see. There could be guys on here who are scrubs, (laughs) but they buy into the system, the new system, and and they turn it around even just a little bit. That's progress. Cedric Cedric Mullins is a guy that he's going to be up here. Right. Well, also the, the two rule, rule five guys, right? Rich Martin, Jackson. Those are a couple guys. That. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> now, I also said if I'm wearing the orange glasses, give me 60 wins. But that was before <laughs> I knew that none of the good guys are making it onto the roster. Yeah. 60 wins does so, nothing for what me. Did, what it takes you, away my does, number one pick. Does 60 right. wins get you excited, but 40 wins make you depressed? <laughs> no, no, they both matter. make me depressed. What did you submit, Matt? Huh? What did you submit? Um, I, I said I'm going to use the criteria that Michael Elias has set out at the beginning when he first got hired um, to increase the talent in the organization. And so I want to see the minor leaguers become closer to major league ready. I don't, and I want to see um, the major league – I don't want to see them acquire – at the end of the season, I want them to be more talented players in the system in the than system. there was at the beginning of the season. Right. So, so you're so focused you on the things, minor leagues. Yeah, if you can say that the D word happened, and the first D word that Stan used, not the second D, D word he used. Right. <laughs> and that if you can say there's more actual talented players on the roster now, I think it's success. Or in, All right. in the system. In the system. And I think the crazy part about that is to, to get better players in the system, they need those three starting pitchers to pitch well. Yeah. So yeah, we can use them for, for trade chips. Yeah, I'm also curious to see what happens in the, in the international <clears throat> signing market when that opens up again. Um, in the late so, summer, I think that should be something else to watch. Another way to add talent to the, to the right. organization. So why and the draft, of course? All right. So why would you go watch the Orioles this year? I because they're your team, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the, the hard part. Up for. We, basically we, it. We right. Signed up to be an Oriole fan, even when they suck. Right. right. This is the root canal. Anybody can anybody can be a, fa- a fair weather fan. That's right. You yeah. know, you come back. In 2023, when we're battling for a World Series, yeah. and everybody's there, yeah. Jason you guys will be. Behind you. Yeah, <laughs> you guys will be. You guys will be have be able to say, "Hey, 
I got equity in this thing. Yeah, sure. but then there'll be the people who say, yeah, but you downgraded from a 29-game plan to a 13-game Oh, don't worry. Plan. We'll move back up if we need to. <laughs> but, the, but right now, I And that doesn't lock that, you into only going to 13 or 14 games. True. But, but Tickets are does, not going to be hard to get. But what it get. does is it, it frees sure. up some money that I can go see the Bowie Bay Sox and, oh, uh, I was say, and the Norfolk Tides. It, it doesn't allow you to have first dibs for playoff tickets. Oh, this year you're right. With the 29 right. game plan, you had first yes. extra playoff tickets. Yeah, they were even the oh, Orioles. That's a great point. That's a great point. You guys know I always complain about the Orioles ticket office and how they handle season Birdland members and everything. Show, just to say, that's a great point to me. Uh, like every ten minutes. Uh, yeah, I'll, you're I'll, not wrong. I'll Do you have that on tape? You. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Re- I want to re- play that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> whenever I say something, I, I will say, here's my complaint for the ticket office this year. Yeah, I don't think Stan's going to say something. They, they restructured. Did you turn the, his mic off? Did you turn his mic? Off? No, my man. still. He just talks far from it. The the problem is no one wants to go to Oriole games this year. I tried to get five opening day tickets instead of four. Nope. They, they, are, they are not giving up the opening day tickets, even though no one cares to go to Oriole games this year. Opening day Who wasn't them, giving right? them up? The, the, the team the, or the, your friends? The team. Oh. The team. Because I tr- it's a sellout, right? I guess so. It's a sellout of some type. I don't know. Some yeah, but Stan, you were the they only one buy, that could buy tickets? No, they let, us buy, they let me buy four because we have four he, season he tickets. Does it, he does it they wouldn't let me plan. be the fifth. Okay, yeah. so he's I, in I managed, control. I managed yeah. the tickets for everyone. Yeah. So well, they, they let me buy... His choice. My choice. Yeah. If, I, would, I, I don't I want to live here, in a world where Matt's in charge of the season right. tickets. <laughs> right. I, <laughs> I don't think there's another person on our plan that you went in charge of the tickets. Okay. Listen, I can call Carlos once a week. And say, how are you doing, Carlos? Can you hook me yeah, up? Yeah, but you can't even send yeah. an email back to guys wanting you to join their fantasy football league or to participate and, in the draft. And what happened? It was going to my Yahoo email. <laughs> Who checks your Yahoo email? Strokey, wow, wow, Strokey. <laughs> right, and what happens when I'm driving to the stadium and I don't have my ticket yet? How do you get it to me? I don't know. And we got to talk about <laughs> opening day two after the show. I guess I bought you a good. ticket. I, I hope you can go. Uh, something came up. we got to talk about it. Uh-oh. Uh, I, I don't think... Uh, uh, you're saying opening t- opening day tickets are hard to get, or they're not giving them up, or whatever. If if they come back to Camden Yards zero and six, it's not going to be the open day hype that we have every year. There's, there's not going to be the open day mm, hype, no matter, what. hype no matter what. Nah, yeah, but it'll still be a crowd on it. Pit- well, yeah, but none of that has to do with winning. No, but none of that. That's all. But if they if they started the season game one, you, at you, Camden, broke, your, you broke your mind again. I didn't. I only touching it now because it's not working again. Uh, if they started opening day at Camden Yards, there would be a big brouhaha regardless of... No, 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 no. Oh, I wish, no. Josh, I wish you would... You Did would, you remember? Up. Bert hasn't spoken in like 20 minutes. <laughs> the guy says something, and you'd say no, That's no, why no, I don't no, say no, no, no. Let the man speak. Clearly, you're not getting your headphones, and I'm only saying no, 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 because his mic bro- drops out, and I'm trying to fill the dead air. Okay. Uh, but if you remember the 14 years, Pickles was still had a bunch of people down there. Yeah, it's opening, a day will still, opening day will still be a, yeah. a thing. And no one will go but to it'll be too. after. it'll be after opening day. Yeah. It's going to be tricky. Oh, Josh, can you stop the music real quick? You've been trying to wrap up the show. I pressed the I music know, to wrap know, it up. But we have a guest. All right. We have Stan Charles. Yeah. I want to make sure we promote his stuff, right? Okay. I thought you'd do that. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, the bat around. The bat- also, I like I, about the bat around, you have uh, uh, big bats. On there, which is over there on the eastern shore. Have you been to Big Bass? That's a good I, restaurant. I, I like Big Bass. Bass. Big Bass is a great right place. Ken Island. Great place. It is Steve a great Garland. Yeah. They got the, um, I had a barbecue thing there. Very good. I am doing, uh, I'll be back for a third season of After Bird Wine. I, which, Stan, yeah. I love this. I really want to see if you make it through the entire season. 
It's going to be of, it's going to be hard. It, it really matters whether we get a sponsor commitment. I'm so pretty is, good. Once the sponsors on board, I will commit. I'm going to do over a hundred shows again. So after, after the game, after Bird after Bonds. games, yeah. yeah. Stan doesn't know. It, I double up a little bit. Me. I double up a little bit when we go out west. Ooh, west I'll coast. do a pregame and a postgame, yeah. which right. counts I'll, as two. I'll watch the pregame. I'm not awake uh-huh. to that. Post-game. And then I'm an eight. This is my eighth season of doing Stan the Fans MLB Power Rankings. They'll be released every Monday around noon on the website pressboxonline.com, yeah. along with for the second straight year I'll do a little video release of them you know yeah who's... that was a lot more fun when the orioles were up in the power rankings mm, yeah. yeah are you going to have some cool um effects with the power rankings in no the video? i see like the, i wish like i the had bold prediction i wish josh was almost like my brother or something yeah. like almost notice yeah. how no, you don't want josh as your yeah, brother trust no, me no i know I that believe that. me i know that but i do i'm impressed by the studio it's you really know. great yeah. well this this is that's why we went and I went up and built the uh, press box studio as well. Yeah. Because yeah. we showed this to Glenn. He wanted it. Well, yeah. and Josh knew the only way I would hang out with him is if he literally built a studio to do a podcast <laughs> in. This is. Fire and I'll come over and hang out. This is really very cool. I know we haven't pointed it out that much um, tonight, but you've got an ability. I'm I'm like on my laptop, yeah. and I can barely read what people are saying, and they make jokes, and you can't read what they're saying. Right. Praise Matt. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. Just a message board for people to say how awesome I am. That's what I look right. at that as. Jonathan Thomas said, Tom, Toman said, if Mancini is a part of the future here, it's first base or DH. Kate Barry said they should take away the policy <laughs> of only selling OD tickets to Birdland members only. Oh, I don't care about that policy as long as you let Birdland members buy whatever you want because I'll be a member for life. Yeah. I just want to be treated nice because I'm locked into the, this losing team no matter what. Yeah. So at least... Uh, they won't always be nice. a losing team. Remember that, fans. Sports we've, fans. We've got uh, Birdland Radio on Sunday to remind everyone. All day broadcasting on our Facebook, Twitter, everywhere you watch this show, you'll also see that live. Uh, we are up in the morning, I think like 9 a.m., and then we're back in the evening, I think like 9 p.m. I think we are at the beginning and end, but all our friends, lots of shows if, in the middle. If, if I have you on Saturday, will you have more of a regular schedule that you can in front of you? Yeah, I've got the whole schedule. Okay. Yeah, no problem. At 9 p.m., we'll take calls. I was going to ask you, are we taking calls in the morning or in the no, evening? I don't want to take calls in the morning. We'll take all calls right. at night. All right, here's what we'll do. We'll take calls. We'll open up the phone lines all day. You can call the other shows, but you really want to speak to us at 9 p.m. I want to thank you guys for having me in. Uh, I like this yearly tradition of coming on right before the season. Yeah. Uh, this is a season where the team will probably win somewhere between 50 and 60 games. And, uh, See, he's, he's giving it that 60. I've got a chance with my press box that's, prediction. That's, um, that's not terribly exciting, but there's something about a rebuild that, again, we'll all have skin in this game yeah. when they're good again. Yeah, and all in. Yeah. Will yeah. we still be doing 336 when they win? Maybe you'll have a different alive. section. Maybe you'll have a different section. That's oh, right. good now. We, we're back 30. to 336. By the way, we lost a, a former Baltimore Colt great today, Ordell Bracey, who played for the team in the uh, late 50s and into the 60s, maybe as late as 70, uh, passed away. Thanks for giving the show, Stan. Yep. Uh, you can follow Stan on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? At Stan the Fan. And I'm now on Instagram as well. Instagram, Stan. All right. Uh, Original Stan the Fan. 
because somebody had stand the fan. Was it an Oriole fan? That was like a little Asian kid or something <laughs> like that. Uh, you got to send that guy some money. I just want to make sure I've got the right name. Hold on. How do I find my name? I'll help you out. And uh, they can also follow you on Snapchat, Sam? No, nope, not on okay. Snapchat. I'm on Facebook. Tinder? Not on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> you got to just keep rattling off some? No, I'll stop there. Hitch. Uh, Hitch. <laughs> not on Hitch. Uh, you can follow me at Section 56 on Twitter. You can follow Bird on Twitter. At Bird And you can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Look at Josh. And it is Original Stan the Fan on, on Instagram. I'll, I'll, gi- I'll give you a follow right now. Woo. Are you right. guys going to follow me? Only, only if you follow back. All right. I'm, <laughs> I'm always going to holler back. I'm going to follow back and holler back. Appreciate that, Stan. All right, guys, it was great. Absolutely. I really All right. It. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's.